Pulled out of a printing press in Nuremberg, a document was created by an astronomer who showed a new view of the universe. He also almost discovered the nature of gravitational force before an apple fell in England. Hey, I'm Sawyer Schneider. And I'm Mario Torres. This is our podcast on Copernicus, a master of astronomy and mathematician that changed astronomy forever. Nicholas uh, Copernicus was born in 1473 in torn Poland. In 1483, his father died. Copernicus's uncle took care of him and sent him to the school at Kharkov Academy. After getting basic education, Copernicus traveled to Italy to study the law at the University of um, Bologna. Soon he became a canon, so he was free to continue his work with astronomy. Even after becoming a canon, Copernicus still went to the University of Padua to study medicine. He never got his degree, though, because he couldn't leave his position as canon for more than two years. Around this time, in 1508, Copernicus started creating a new model of the solar system that was much more accurate than what people believed at the time. This model of the solar system was very controversial at the time because the Roman Catholic Church supported the idea that the Earth was the center of the solar system. Despite this, Copernicus wasn't even the first astronomer to believe in the heliocentric system. Aristarchus of Samsus was the first, and he had already figured it out 1,800 years before Copernicus. He wasn't the first, but Copernicus's theory was more detailed and accurate. Soon after this, Copernicus wrote a book called The Little Commentary. Copernicus bases his theory on seven rules. 1. There is no center in the universe. 2. The Earth's center is not the center of the universe. 3. The center of the universe is near the sun. 4. The distance from the Earth to the sun is imperceptible compared with the distance to the stars. 5. The rotation of the Earth accounts for the apparent daily rotation of the stars. 6. The apparent annual cycle of movements of the sun is caused by the Earth revolving around it. And 7. The apparent retrograde motion of the planets is caused by the motion of the Earth, from which one observes. No one had explained the solar system so accurately before. In 1519, there was a period of war. As a canon, Copernicus tried to bring peace but failed. By 1521, peace had returned. 1531, the bishop threatened to fire Copernicus if he didn't become a priest, but he refused. The works of Copernicus were not published until near the end of his life. If it wasn't for George Joachim Rectus, we might not have known the sun is in the center of the solar system for another 300 years. Finally, De Revolution Ibis Orbum Colistium was printed and available. Perhaps the only reason the church did not immediately ban the book was because of the note that Anders or satyrs was inserted into the front of the book. The note stated that the book shouldn't be taken as fact, but is trying to be a simple way to calculate the positions of the heavenly bodies. It was not revealed that Copernicus wasn't the one to write this note until 50 years later. Some were upset that Osiander had deceived everyone, but without him Copernicus's works would have been seen by far fewer. Copernicus died on May 24th, 1543, shortly after De Revolution Nibis Orbium was published. Again and again, astronomers had created theories about the layout of our solar system. 
This continued until a man from four different universities created a theory known as the heliocentric system. This man was Nicholas Copernicus, one of the world's greatest astronomers and mathematicians of all time. You finally made it to the end. Good job. Now you know of Copernicus, the man who created the layout of our solar system we see today. Thanks for listening to our podcast on Nicholas Copernicus, a master of astronomy.